0: What's up, welcome to Faith and Other Efforts podcast. I'm your host Tanya Martin. I'm a corporate hustler, wellness coach, and honestly, Just a girl tired of seeing faith misappropriated. So let's change that. Think of us sitting on my couch, drinking wine, having those deep, raw, intellectual combos only have with your closest, smartest girlfriends. No scripture verses, no condemning, no regurgitation of doctrine. Believe me, I'm still trying to figure it out too. But at the end of the day, I know it's these combos that bring us closer to discovering and fulfilling the freaking purpose God's placed into your soul. You ready to drop some F words? Let's go. Woo-woo. We are here. We are in the studio, aka my gym slash office slash guest room. Um, And I just want to give you a little bit of a life update here because I... Try not to put too much of my life into this, but I think it's useful to share in the seasons. Um, so I am launching my own marketing agency. What, what? Uh, I have been in the corporate world. I was doing um, marketing as like a VP, full-time W-2 normal life. And then I had back-to-back layoffs in what year are we? In 2022. Uh, And then I started off this year by doing a contract to hire job at a company and they were just not in a position to finalize that hire portion. So um, they ended my contract and I'm still going to work with them freelancing, but it basically left me going like, I either need to go find a full-time job or I need to just do my own thing and commit to being a full-time business owner for marketing purposes. And that is what I'm doing. So uh, if you're interested, it's called The Conquer Company, and I am going to be specializing in helping small business owners, brands, and entrepreneurs in the female empowerment industry. So anybody who's a podcaster, an influencer, a brand, a small business, Anyone who's a woman or in a woman industry doesn't mean I won't work with men. It just means that my target audience is female entrepreneurship industry. That's what I'm targeting because that's what I love. That's what excites me. I don't want to go and work with like a pizza owner, you know, like a small business pizza parlor, whatever. I guess if it was owned by a woman, I still wouldn't want to do it just because... I don't know. Pizza just doesn't make me that excited. So uh, that's the update on my end. But what's been happening is I've been getting in a little bit of a paralysis in terms of creating because I'm leaning into my ADHD perfectionism and becoming overwhelmed with so many great ideas and just not doing anything as a result of it. So uh, I have all of these great podcasts for you, but I can't decide which one I want to go with first. And then a week goes by and then running a business and blah, 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 gets a little hectic, but we're here and I have a very exciting topic I want to share with you. And it's about why creating is actually a human responsibility. Um, I recently went to a woman's conference called empower her and it's run by my good friend, Keisha Fitzgerald, get, get Miri, uh, I've mentioned it before. I did a whole episode about why I think getting into community is really important. And after spending a weekend in Denver with this awesome community, look it up, or if you follow me on social media, I shared a little bit about it. It really reminded me the power of each individual's voice. And so many of the people who were on stage speaking uh, either had elements of God or a higher power in their talks or they just straight out talked about God. And it just reminded me how important it is to have that connection, but to also acknowledge the uniqueness that each of our story, each of our souls hold. Because I think it's so easy to play the comparison game and think that you're not needed or that you're not enough. Right? Like you think there's so many voices out they're already, there's already so many people similar to me. So why bother? Why bother creating the business, the idea, uh, the product, or even just on the recreational side? Like, why bother doing the hobby? Why make art if no one's going to buy it? Why knit a scarf if no one's going to wear it? Why make a podcast for fun if it's not going to monetize? Why purpose that creative thing if it's going to, quote, take time away from the important things like family, career, friends? And the answer is this, because God created you to create. Whether it's creating for fun, creating for passion, creating for purpose, creating for whatever, you're meant to do it. One of my favorite books is called The Artisan's Soul by uh, Erwin McManus, and it's all about Genesis, which is the first book in the Bible, and how we're basically designed to be artisans in our own lives, about how God made us uniquely to be. Uh I just want to quote a little bit from his book, and it says, We all carry within us the essence of an artist. We all need to create to be part of a process that brings to the world something beautiful, good, and true in order to allow our souls to come to life. It's not only the quality of the ingredients we use to build our lives that matter, but the care we bring to the process itself. Just like baking artisan bread, it's a process that's crafted over time, and God has something to say about how we craft our lives. I love that so much. Um, In the book and in the church that he started, he talks about the core belief that the church that he runs, it's called Mosaic. Um, I was a part of that for a bit. It's a community I really loved and enjoyed. And the core belief is that creativity is the natural result of spirituality. I'll let that one sink in a little bit. Basically that the natural result of spirituality is creativity. And most people, especially those not in touch with their creativity, will look at this and think that that's too much pressure, right? That establishing creativity as a basic basic expression of being human would doom most people to failure. But the reality is That this idea is scary because when we embrace this new view of ourselves as a creator, i.e. somebody who creates, we see the reality of failure because it takes courage to not only accept our limitations, but embrace our potential. When we're denying our creative nature, we get to choose a life where we are less and therefore responsible for less. We get to see ourselves as created beings, so we choose to merely survive. That was a very loaded idea there. I like, I don't know if you captured that, because I didn't think this up by myself. This is a hundred percent uh paraphrased from Erwick Mc- McManus, because I am not that smart. <laughs> but it's true, right? Like it's easy to think of ourselves as not creative beings and just something that was a product because then we can just survive. But if we choose to see ourselves as creative beings, then we see that we must instead create. So if I understand that God created me with divine purpose and divine intention, I then have to carry the responsibility of what that means. But if I choose to take a passive approach to life and not acknowledge that, it's so much easier, right? Because then I'm I, there's no responsibility there. There's also not a lot of privilege there either. It's a little bit sadder, but it makes it easier. It's a cop-out. So when we identify ourselves as not being creative you're basically denying God's purpose in you cuz he created you. He created you to create and to do things and and to live out that uniqueness that's in your soul. However, here's what happens to most of us. We understand that we're inherently spiritual creatures and that means that we're creative by nature, but We live in the fear of stepping into our power, our true selves, our flow, because if we aspire to be be more, we might actually discover ourselves to be less. We live in fear of failure because we're convinced that failure will prove us to be frauds. Uh, Like, LOL, right? We're like, nope, if I go for that or if I make that, I'll fail and the narrative will be true. We've bought into this lie that creative people never fail and hence failure is proof that we're not creative. So we get back in line, our dreams in check and condemn our souls to a slow and painful death, he says. I mean, it sounds dramatic, but how many people do you know who aren't letting their artisan soul come out and are happy? I don't. I mean, I know lots of corporate people who are dying a slow death because they're chasing money and not things that allow them to be creators and really light up their soul and ignite it on fire. So he continues to share that this idea that fear is actually the shadow of creativity. He says, when we choose to create, we bring light to our fears. The darkness does not prevail over us. The creative act is inherently an act of courage. We are born too far, too many fears. Oh, sorry. We are born to too far, too many fears and far too great a darkness. It is only when we find the courage to create that we are freed from those fears and that darkness. The past will be our future until we have the courage to create a new one. To make our lives a creative act is to marry ourselves to risk and failure. So when I read this book and all of the wonderful stories and scripture woven in it, I was like, "Holy shit! It's so true, right?" And that's part of why I love entrepreneurs. (laughs) That's why I love entrepreneurship so much. I love creating things, and ever since I was a little girl, I've always been a little bit of a hustler, a lot of bit of a creative, and I was always kind of in my own imaginative world and. I wasn't really a performer but I was very intellectual and creative and I was always wanting to craft things whether it was from the Michaels craft store or hanging out with my grandpa who was a carpenter in the garage and you know taking nails and putting them into heart-shaped shapes onto wood and finding just ways to always be creative and always entertain myself and always be imaginative and I remember even as a small child like being really homies with God And knowing the presence and the peace and everything that came with it. But I digress a little bit, but I've just always really loved creating things. And what adulthood teaches us, and the entire journey from being a child into adulthood, is that the fear of judgment and the fear of not being in line or just like everybody else. Uh, starts to diminish our creativity and our individuality. When we're young, we're told to, you know, literally get in line, right? You're on the playground and you got to go in alphabetical order. And when it's time to go back into the classroom, you literally get into a line and you follow the kid in front of you and the kid behind follows you. And we're taught that. And then as you get older, especially as you get into business, you're always trying to find a way to differentiate yourself, From the rest, right? To be different, to embrace this and embrace that. So we're living in this like dichotomy of like what we were taught and what we're trying to do now and unleashing the actual childlike behavior that we had, but dealing with all the years of fear. So the part that I hate about creating is the fear. And I'm going to read you a little bit more from this book because it's just so many good nuggets. And this is the courage of the artisan to know ourselves and to be true to that knowledge. The artisan rejects all that makes us false and takes the huge risk of being true. To embrace our authentic selves and live in that raw expression of being fully human is our greatest risk and our richest reward. How fucking true is that? right? Like making a podcast is scary. Making art is scary. Crafting, creating anything is scary because you're afraid of the failure and the criticism, or you're afraid of the time suck. You're afraid that creating is a waste of time, but it's like exercise. Technically creating is a waste of time, right? You're not making money doing it. It isn't investing or directly grow, growing your relationships or your clout, but It's about the results and the process of working out that has its benefits. Creating is the same. Being able to express your most true authentic self is the key to experiencing your full humanity. Now, If you think about this from a neurological point of view, a lot of creativity is also play and play is good for your brain, right? Play can stimulate your imagination. It helps you adapt. It solves problems. It can help you improve your relationships, your connection to others. Um, Having fun and laughter can also foster empathy, compassion, trust, and intimacy with other people. So play can be creative and creativity can be play. And this is why God is so fucking smart. I especially love this idea because it positions that God is this type of kick-ass God. He's like a homie, right? He's not this like boring dude who's just, I don't know, like, I think of like an old white guy just sitting by a fire, like reading a book, which there's nothing wrong with that. I love a fire and a good book, but just like somebody with like glasses and like boring, like God's not fucking boring. God's fucking awesome. He's a homie. Like he made Jesus turn water into wine. How much fucking cooler is that? I had a friend that did that, right? Uh, And so he goes on to say this, okay, that too many people believe the lie that God commands and humans obey. It's just not that simple. This view is destructive and demeaning, a distortion of God's intention for humanity. To create is to be human. To create is to fulfill our divine intention. To create is to reflect the image of God. To create is an act of worship. Ugh, I just, those, like, it makes me want to cry. It really, really does. Ugh. It does because every time we're making, we're creating, we're honoring God and it doesn't have to be like, oh, I'm a brilliant artist or I can draw or I can paint or I make music or I make beats or I'm a photographer or I'm social or I'm whatever. It could be you created a pancake breakfast and you made it the best fucking pancake, pancake breakfast there ever was. That is an act of creation that you created, that you fostered, that you made. Maybe it's a garden that you made. Maybe it's putting out fall decorations and you went to HomeGoods and TJ Maxx and you made this beautiful entryway. I, there's so many things that creating entails and it is not just these like artistic, regular hippity-dippity endeavors, Right. Every time we're creating and making, we're honoring God. God fucking made you. So even when you're making that TikTok, you're knitting that scarf, you're making those beats for fun, you're playing guitar, or you're doing that silly Michael's craft artwork thing, you're worshiping God. I think a lot of religion and Christianity mess this up, not embracing creativity, you know, in the church and a lot of ritual and making everybody again, fall into that box, get in line like an elementary school. It really is one of those fucked up things that happens in church. It's a human error. It's not a God error, right? Because if you think about it on the flip side, so much of Jesus's message was spread through art, if you think about it right? Like all of the paintings, if you go to Europe and you see all, you know, the disciples imagery, like there's so much, there's so much propaganda. And I don't mean that in a negative way. Um, just of getting the message out that came through art, which again, God is smart. Like there's a whole connectivity here, but I don't want to dive too deep into that because this is about creativity, not just about visual graphics and the arts. Creativity literally can be applied to anything, being creative and how you tackle your financial acquisitions or your real estate. It could be the way you style your clothes or your apartment. It could be a color coded spreadsheet. Okay. Shout out to all my spreadsheet girlies and dudes. Okay. I love a good color coded spreadsheet. If it's important, it gets a spreadsheet. So creativity is in a shitload of stuff. It's literally everywhere. I want you to start noticing the bountiful examples of creativity all around you that aren't just hippity-dippity art or traditional art. Creativity comes in a variety of mediums and environments. Like I'm telling you now that I've mentioned it to you, you're going to start seeing it, right? If I say a red Honda, then you start seeing red Hondas everywhere. So now that I've called that the creativity comes in a variety of places, you're going to be at freaking Froyo. You're be like, oh my God. How cute is this little bulletin board that they made? And look at all the different business cards. Oh, my God. And look at all the different flavors. Wow, look at all the creativity and all the toppings. Oh, my God, there's so many toppings. Who thought mochi would be a good fro-yo topping? Now that, somebody was really thinking about that. That's got to be God-inspired, right? But I'm I'm half-ass and dead-ass serious, right? Like, I want you to look around and see all of this beauty and see all of this examples and proof of God around us, even in the simplest things like the power of God and how people are worship worshiping him in a way that you wouldn't even think. And I that to let that inspire you. What is the one freaking thing that you want to create or play in that you won't do or you haven't done because of a stupid excuse? Like what's that one thing that you're thinking, I want to do this, but I'm afraid. Okay. What is that? Because I will tell you that over the weekend at that empower her event at this women's conference, there's so many women up there who have done shit that other people have already done. There is at least... 10 business coaches. There was, uh, at least 15 people who have created jewelry or, um, launched a product business of some sort. Okay. There were so many people in that room who were authors or people who had published something. So many people who were a podcaster, so many people who did technically the same thing, but guess what? They did it in a way that was a hundred percent them and only the way that they could do it. And that's what made them unique in a world of marketing. There's something called branding. And the way that you brand yourself is everything because there's only one way to have one brand, right? Like Coke and Pepsi. They're both sodas. They kind of taste similar, but they're a little different. They have a little bit of a different brand. There can only be one Coca-Cola. There can only be one Pepsi but guess what? They're both fucking sodas. And guess what? Some people like Pepsi. Some people like Coca-Cola. Some people like both. Some people don't like either one of them. And some people are obsessed with Coca-Cola. They have Coca-Cola, everything, especially around the Santa Christmasy thing. Like there is something for everybody and you are for somebody, your story, your thing, your creativity, what you make and what you create is necessary because God placed it into your heart and into your soul. And I don't care if it's like literally doodling or picking up a color book, like all of those things matter. And that was the biggest freaking takeaway that I had is that I have a unique voice that I need to bring and that there's only one like me. And yeah, there's going to be 80 people who don't like me, but at least there'll be one or two that enjoy me and that we vibe with and that I get to inspire and connect with and, and, and do life with and be a part of this together. Right? Right. And there's something that you have too that I don't have that nobody else in this freaking planet has because there's only one of you. So maybe this episode was for you today. Maybe God's been whispering in your ear that you need to make it, that only you need to do it and only you because yes, maybe somebody else already has done it, but no one has done it like you. And I don't know if this is a bit a bit okay. I don't know if this is a business, a charity, a product, or as simple as a watercolor painting or a silly song. But you were meant to hear this today to tug on your soul and remind you to let it fucking free. Your artisan soul is calling and it wants to be let out and it wants to worship God and all of its authenticity. Not only that. But what if your silly little idea is actually the thing that God purposely created you to do? But Tanya, that thing is just pulling out my watercolor set or making a creative approach to a project at work. Okay, dude, I don't know. I'm not God. But I do know that, quote, coincidental events are not just coincidental. Maybe you make that watercolor painting for fun and nothing happens. Maybe you make that watercolor painting and snap a photo of it on your IG stories and someone is like, holy shit, you're so good. Would you come teach how to do watercolor painting at my networking group next Sunday? Maybe you do take that creative approach to that project at work. And you coincidentally crush it and you coincidentally get a promotion and You coincidentally end up in a new office and coincidentally in a new city and you coincidentally end up making a lot more income and you coincidentally end up using it to serve tons of people in that new city that needs you, that you're in. And coincidentally, you impact somebody's life that would have never, ever, ever been impacted by you if you hadn't coincidentally done that thing. Or maybe that creative approach that you took at work sucks and you learn from it. And then coincidentally, that lesson causes you to have the biggest breakthrough of your life. And coincidentally, causes you to go to therapy, get your finances in order, get your shit together, and then meet the love of your life. I'm not sure what it is that you need to do or create. But I do know that God created you with a purpose and that scripture tells us that God knows the plans he has for us and that those plans are to prosper and give you hope and a future. I'm at a place in life where I'm leaning into the create and the make actions of my life, right? I'm starting into my own a small business owner journey with this marketing company. I'm leaning into making this podcast bigger and more serving and just more authentic because I've just been inspired by the other people that had the audacity and the bravery to live their authentic, true self. And now I'm inspired and I want to bring it here. Right. And it doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be real and full of love and light. So I'm asking you today to go fucking create go let your soul on fucking fire with whatever is in you next episode i'm going to share a deeper blueprint i'm not able to talk today on how to awaken this and do a little exercise with you based on the Artisan soul book and we're going to dive into it and get nerdy and dirty with it i don't know about the dirty part but we're going to get nerdy with it i love you go create your little human you and i'll see you next week